Sinister Sisters. <laughs> Welcome to another Sinister Sisters. I'm Bane Hellborn with my sister, Scorpio Girl, and guest speaker, Boom Doom. So we felt because of what's going on with the coronavirus and we're all locked down, which we've been locked down, except for Scorpio Girl is still working because her job in the food service is essential. Essential. <laughs> I'm an essential worker without hazard pay. Yeah, without hazard pay. Yeah. And you know what, though? I'm kind of thinking like maybe in a year or two, I'll be in bed watching infomercials and all of a sudden they'll be like, hey, did you work during the coronavirus? <laughs> Come get your money. We're suing everybody. Yes. <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm waiting for that, too. Yeah. So anyway, so we are going to discuss uh, me on the movie side with the, the pandemics of the movies and she viruses related it's virus best best epidemic infection horror movies see and i'm going to be touching on pandemics that change history so she's going to do the actual facts and boom doom will just pop up with comments here and there and just for all of you that want to do more of your research my information came from the one and only history.com thank you for keeping us updated on the history Just a little breakdown. Yeah. So, in the realm of infectious disease, a pandemic is the worst case scenario. So, when an epidemic spreads beyond a country's borders, that's when disease officially becomes a pandemic. Just to get that straight. Right. Let's lay down the groundwork. The more civilized humans become, building cities and foraging trade routes to connect with other cities and waging wars against them the more likely pandemics become. And so we're just going to uh, give you a fiction fact and you make up your own mind. Yeah. So we're going to start with everyone's favorite hated movie series, Cabin Fever. I was just going to say, I didn't know where you were going with that, but I'm sorry. Cabin Fever for me is worst movie made ever. <laughs> like, I wanted to walk out of the theater, but you were my ride. Yeah. And I wanted my money's worth. I, I wanted <laughs> we my paid money a, back. We, we paid a buttload to get in to see I that movie. I wanted my money back. Yeah. That was just... And I think the theater made it clear they were not giving out refunds. Oh, yeah. As soon as the film was over, there were people at the door like, sorry, no refunds. Sorry, no refunds. Yeah. Sorry, no. I mean, so they even knew the movie sucked before we did. If we paid money and I'm in a theater, I'm not walking out. I'm going to see the whole fucking movie, even if it's bad like Cabin Fever was. But the remake version was a lot better. No, I'm no it was a lot better. I don't care. Well, anyway, if, for those who might not have seen it, Cabin Fever is bad a flesh-eating virus. That ruins a weekend getaway at a cabin in the woods because it was contaminated. It was contaminated drinking water. Well, well water. Oh, I thought it would be in the chicken nuggets. <laughs> no, that's cooties. And that's not quite a pandemic. <laughs> so, um. So, yeah. Was, was this a virus or it was just contaminated well water? Well, it was. What happened was there was a guy who was diseased and he fell into the well water. But did we ever find out how or why he got diseased? No. Well, yes, because this is a series. There's like four or five films. Oh, Jesus Christ. So apparently on an island away from where this happened, they were experimenting with viruses. Okay, so here's where it comes out. And that person from that 
testing got away. So that's who that guy that fell in was supposed to be. See, you know these movies got to get something <laughs> from something. So, and that turned into a pandemic because just for the area, because of the water, everybody was drinking the water the from the tap. Right. From the tap. Always drink from the tap. No, we don't fucking drink from the tap, even around here. Fuck that. And it caused a quick flesh-eating virus that just literally melted you away. Gross. And it, yeah, and it spreads. So, yeah. But there was a remake, and that was a lot better. I enjoyed it better. I don't care, and I'm kind of like, with Eli Roth, it just went down a bit. That's who did it, right? But if you've seen his later works, they are a lot better. Well, that's what I'm saying. I've seen his... I was right then. It was Eli Roth. Okay. I've seen his stuff, and it was pretty good. So when this came out, I was just like, what? Was this like he was blackmailed into doing this or something? (laughs) No, this was what he wanted to do. Oh, this... He failed. (laughs) I think this was his idea. Oh, God. The idea was great. Just the execution was horrible. But the remake is good, in my opinion. So I'm going to share with in 430 BC in Athens was the earliest recorded pandemic happening during the Paleoponnesian War. After the disease passed through Libya, Ethiopia, and Egypt, it crossed the Athenian walls at the Spartans laid siege. As much as two thirds of the population died. The symptoms include fever, thirst, bloody throat and tongue, red skin, there's your cabin fever, uh-huh. and lesions. Mm-hmm. The disease suspected to have been typhoid fever weakened the Athenians significantly and was a significant factor in their defeat by the Spartans. Oh, so we didn't hear this in 300. Right. They were all freaking sick in the first place. No yep. wonder why he was able to kick them over a cliff. No, no problem. Yeah. This is Sparta, and you're going in the well. Because you're sick. Because you're sick. So let's, oh, again, cabin in the, wo- in the woods. Let's, um, let's put the, the um, infected people in our water. In oh, yeah. my gosh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got you, Eli Roth. Still, your movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so the other uh, virus movie was 28 Days Later, which uh, was experimental rage virus that got out because oh the that that movie because the uh animal rights protesters they let the infected monkeys out i freaking hate monkeys but yeah, yeah this yeah. movie was pivotal for me because all of a sudden zombies were fast because they weren't traditional zombies i know they but weren't this, dead i think for me not being a horror fan but i think this movie for me like scared the living shit out of me because the fact that i'm like wait they're not supposed to run like that because they're not supposed to change that fast how are they changing it for in seconds because it was rage and not so not a dead virus because zombies are live a uh, dead people come back to life these are rage infected so they turn into just primal animals Assholes. and just a bite spread this virus yeah but it was a second within so seconds like within change. within yeah and so this was in uh britain messing it's, around with the rage virus yeah it started in the uk but it was the news reports were that it went worldwide because it was so quick to happen yeah i mean yeah, yeah. that kind of turnover so right? that's where uh that's where that was a total pandemic because in the news it hit worldwide. Started off on the island and then went everywhere. 
So, but it was rage. Rage. People were just <laughs> killing each other. So I have in 165 AD, the Antonin Plague. The Antonin Plague was possibly an earlier appearance of smallpox that began with the Huns. The Huns then infected the Germans, who passed it to the Romans, and then returning troops spread it through the Roman Empire. Symptoms include fever, sore throat, diarrhea, and if the patient lived long enough, pus-filled sores. Ew. This plague continued until about 180 AD, claiming Emperor Marcus Aurelius as one of the victims. So we're, what, that's like... That's like 15 years that this plague hung around. Mm -hmm. But do you see a theme? Fever, sore throat, diarrhea. Yeah, it's a virus. Oh, man. That's a virus. Yeah. But see how fast it, it spread in 15 years. The Huns, the Germans, the Romans, and... Yeah. Well, they were all like... They were all messing with each other all back then anyways. Well, they, they were, were all They were to... gathered in large groups. So, yeah, it spread quicker. Um... I didn't fully watch all of this movie, but it's 1985 Warning Sign. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's a obscure, it's a total B movie. Well, it's not funny, but it was it was set more serious, but it was just B movie cuz they couldn't fulfill, you know, it just didn't, ah, you know. It was eh. <laughs> so so what is it about? So it's uh okay. So there's this government facility that they were doing experimental virus uh, experiments and they kept it contained in the facility. Now there's a woman, she's one of the researchers who was trapped in there and it was, this is airborne. So if you get it, you smell it. Like gets, a virus. It's like a virus, a but virus it, it, was total, it was total airborne. And then because they turned these people like uh, rage, almost rage infected. But um, so they like scratch you. It was like a scr even a scratch or a bite, but it was more airborne. So if you breathed it, you would get it. But this woman, because she was pregnant, her pregnancy hormones protected her from the virus. Ah, yeah. But did the baby get it? No, the baby. The baby was the antivirus oh my god <laughs> yeah. oh, because shit. it was something to do with the pregnancy fluids H and hormones hcg hgc all, yeah whatever all, all those types of hormones were like they kept the 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 virus at bay see and i'm glad you talk about airborne with viruses because now at my work um we are uh having to wear now these cdc issued cloth masks Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm sick of it. I mean, they're the most annoying things to wear, especially when you work in the food industry. They're fucking annoying. They're annoying. Yeah. But people still don't realize you still have more holes that shit's getting into. Well, and when I talk to it with my uh, boss and I'm like, this is, this is stupid. You've just eliminated two of your other holes that they could get through. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, my eyeballs and ears. Like, what? How are well, you? Well, then you're not... going to have to wear safety goggles. I mean, it's yeah. just ridiculous yeah. that people think that. Oh, let's wear this mask. Well, and it's like, but the thing is, is they're still getting in other places. Well, sure. Like, you're going to have to totally like wear those, you know, uh, welding mask <laughs> things. <laughs> Work issued CDC costume. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, and it's coming down now that they're going to be passing a law saying people who go into any place or outside their home are going to have to wear masks. It's already like, it's like being past word of mouth. 
that people need to wear masks going into stores or this is, in contact this is with just people. So ridiculous yeah. because for me, um, I, I I believe that the virus is a real thing, but for me, I'm thinking you're just prolonging this virus. It's, I feel like there there's milking going on because how a virus works is it happens, it spreads, it evolves. Yeah. So or if you're just prolonging this evol- evolution, it's going to uh, it's going to evolve into something way worse like a super virus that, you know, we're all and the stand will happen. I'm I'm not <laughs> kidding you. Like people there people are like not understanding. I mean, I'm I mean, I know it's not like chicken pox where when one kid got chicken pox, the moms got together and said, "Okay, let's have a play date so we could all get this over with." But I mean, with this whole face mask and over sanitizing, I look what we did in the '90s with the over sanitizing. Mm-hmm. We created the superbug. Yeah, a superbug. So if we prolong this evolution of this virus, it's gonna get smart. They all get smart, yeah. and we're gonna create this like super virus. You know, it's gonna be worse than AIDS. It's gonna be worse because there's gonna be. I mean, I know there's no cure for AIDS. Well, there probably is, but you know, it's it's more money to yeah keep people dying and sick than. But I mean, I'm just afraid of this like superbug, like what we did in the '90s. I lived through that, and mm-hmm. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. So I think with this overprotection and over sanitizing of everything, we're just gonna create this super virus, and then we're all fucked. Yeah. We're all fucked. Yeah. I'd say the best place to live right now is Sweden. Mm-hmm. It's clean there. Okay, uh, just as a side note, I was researching the prison system in Sweden, and if I were ever to oh. commit a crime, like a heinous crime... It'd be Sweden. It'd be Sweden because their prisons are like little mini condos. <laughs> nice. And so at work, I was researching this, and my coworker's like, what are you doing? And I told him, he's like, what, are you planning on murdering someone? And I'm all, maybe in Sweden. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. But this is interesting with the whole, uh, to get back to the... Um, topic the topic of the uh 1985 movie so the baby was the savior the star child yeah that's well just the types of hormones that being pregnant produced everybody get busy (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that's that's what's gonna cure us from this coronavirus is these uh second wave baby boomers (laughs) (laughs) well i mean what's after generation z we researched this generation c no. <laughs> See you later. See you later. So, All right. so 28 weeks later came out five years after 28 days, and it's where um, they thought the virus was in check and people were allowed to go back home. But, 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 that wasn't the case. And we also found out that there were two people who had the antivirus in them naturally. Like they could take a bite, they could take a bite and not be turned. That's what I'm saying. Oh, the yeah. evolution. Yeah. I mean, that so, you've got so, to let evolution take its course. Sometimes. So this is where they were showing that there was a natural. Somebody had a natural immunity to the infection, but of course, all hell breaks loose because one fucking asshole is out to save his own ass and fucks everybody. I mean, there's <laughs> train to Busan where the boss just got everybody killed. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um. But this is, I mean, and this is the thing that I don't think history is following is the progression of a virus. I mean, we just no. learned that one virus lasted around for 15 years. Yeah. That probably sucked. Yeah. 
Okay, so I have in 250 AD the Cyprian Plague, named after the first known victim, the Christian Bishop of Carthage, the Cyprian, am I pronouncing yeah. that right? Cyprian Plague, entitled entailed. entailed diarrhea, vomiting, throat or ulcers again, fever, oh, and gangrious hands and feet. Ugh. City dwellers fled to the country to escape the infection, but instead spread the disease further. Possibly starting in Ethiopia, it passed down through northern Africa into Rome, then onto Egypt and northward. There were reoccurring outbreaks over the next three centuries. In 44 AD, it hit Britain and obstructed defense efforts against the Picts and the Scots, causing the British to seek help from the Saxons, who would soon control the island. So, have you been noticing with history, every time a plague happens, it's, like, gives the uh, underdog uh, an upper hand? Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes, are we, like... Yeah. <laughs> are we but like, then, starting in Ethiopia, of course, what's Ethiopia? It is the worst, most diseased I mean, we're also talking country. about 250 AD, but I, so but was yeah, it more pure then. back then than what it is, was yeah. or is now? It's just, Ethiopia... It, it's always been a dirty, dirty country where viruses and shit go run I, amok. I, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. think in two, 250 AD, I think Ethiopia would have been more clean and pristine yep. because it was more primitive then. Now it's just filth. Yeah. It's, but I, I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, of course, it's getting all these other countries because they're all fucking with each well, other for control and power. Well, plus it's also people who fled the the the, the country the city they, were, they, they were, fled the city to go to the country well i mean they fled but they were already infected and didn't know it so they spread it outward so that's how it happens well, it's just people fucking panic and instead of going okay let's figure this out but then back then 250 ad they were still primitive minded so yeah i i, I don't think they were i don't know i'm kind of like getting into the history of uh early civilization and it seemed like they were really smart about certain things but other things you know like they viruses freak. they freak i mean it's it's natural it's 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 yeah. a natural uh, like human trait is fear yeah but i don't think that they had fear back then i really thought that they didn't i mean their medicine was probably way more primitive than now yeah so what do you got so 1973 the crazies george a romero okay he's so th good stuff. this is another biological airborne virus that just drove people insane to where they were just killing each other and uh it just spread so fast because it's airborne but they never covered their faces or anything they just tried to stay away from the people who were infected because if you got near people so yeah and then the military gets involved right 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 and you know what the military do shoot everyone <laughs> that's how they do it Okay, unlike the remake, this Vietnam-era film is full of political commentary, of course. His, his movies always I work. mean, that's what this virus is now, yeah, too, as well. it's political, yeah. Focusing largely on the military's behind-the-scenes strategizing to curtail the spread of the disease at the expense of human casualties. They shot everyone. And oh, they burned the bodies. That's what, okay. They shot everyone, because that's what happened. That's what they do in these movies. They burn the, they shoot everyone, and they burn the bodies. Right. So Jeez. that's how that's how this might this I'm afraid this is what might happen to us. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of almost getting there with the whole trying to pass laws to, um, you know, if they think that you're infected, they could come in and take your family members yeah. to a facility to make sure because 
guess who's going to impose martial law? I don't like, think like I don't outbreak. think I don't think it I don't think martial law is coming, but I definitely feel that there's some sort of I mean, from reading this past history online, it seems like there's going to be a hostile takeover, of course. Yeah. But from what angle? Usually our asses. But anyway. Yes. OK, so I have in 541 A.D. the Justinian plague first appearing in Egypt. The Justinian plague spread through Palestine and the Byzantine Empire and then through the Mediterranean. The plague changed the course of the empire again, mm -hmm. squelching Emperor Justinian's plans to bring the Roman Empire back together and causing a massive economic struggle. Yeah, what's happening which, now? What's happening now? It is also credited with creating an apocalyptic atmosphere that spurred the rapid spread of Christianity. Oh, so now we got religion that's got jumping God on the train. in there now. Reoccurrences over the next two centuries eventually killed about 50 million people, which back then there wasn't that many people as we have now. 26% of the world's population at that time. Mm -hmm. It's believed to be the first significant appearance of the bubonic plague, which featured in large lymphatic glands and is carried by rats and spread by fleas. Mm -hmm. The fleas Holy that were on the rats. shit. So again, yeah. again with this plague... With this virus, we have uh, a power overthrow and economic struggle. Yep. Like, I see a trend. And, and an upturn of religion. And an upturn of religion. I'm seeing yeah. a trend. Yep. I'm seeing patterns. Yep. Yeah. Now, this one was a little weird. 1977, rabid. So it all started, which this is so unlikely. A woman, she, she was in a, a, um, a motorcycle accident with her boyfriend. They end up outside of a, um, a plastic surgery facility. <laughs> she gets an experimental skin graft under her armpit to like save her life or something. But for some reason, it produced a alien protrusion that came out from underneath her arm and she, it would stab people. And that's how she would feed. It would take their blood, but it would spread a virus that turned them basically rabid oh cronenberg oh, okay. yeah this is cronenberg oh cronenberg so, so <laughs> it's just weird she would go around this is how she would do it she would grab people and hug them with her one arm and it would come out and shoot them wherever there was a vein or anything and as soon as it shot them they were infected and then she would feed off their blood medical testing from a plastic surgery plastic point of surgery view. medical experimentation so the, where did they get this <laughs> alien technology <laughs> so and and the way that spread was because uh people could sneeze on you they could spit on you like what happens yeah. now with um, a normal virus they could bite you but it was just a very fast spreading virus because it was more like anything that they did sneezing coughing and it gets on you you're infected you're done and Shit. it just made them crazy it made them insanely crazy turned them rabid and they would kill each other what i don't you, know why you guys what do you want to say oh it seemed like you I said skin oh skin mm -hmm. okay all right so what i got is the 11th century what happened in the 11th century leprosy <laughs> <laughs> Though it's been around for ages, leprosy grew in a pandemic in Europe in the Middle Ages, resulting in the building of numerous leprosy-focused hospitals to accommodate the vast number of victims. 
a slow developing bacterial disease that caused sores and deformities leprosy was believed to be a punishment from god that ran in families this belief led to moral judgment and ostracization of victims now known as hansen's disease okay let's give it a family name it still afflicts tens of thousands of people a year and can be fatal if not treated with antibiotics okay but did you guys catch the first part that leprosy grew in a pandemic into a pandemic yeah i wish we knew how i mean obviously i mean i know it's bacterial but but yeah we still have leprosy and that's the thing that i've noticed with all these um symptoms that are giving out it's the same it's just these except, viruses are evolving. Except that one was more flesh eating. Well, that was more, yeah, yeah. Well, to go with your flesh eating. Yeah. So far, you've been doing a lot of flesh eating. Yeah. Well, because that's what it's like the fastest, quick, the quickest, fastest way to spread. But I'm seeing a, tr- a trend with these viruses. Mm-hmm. And I, I, did, I also didn't know that they hung around for a long freaking time. But then again, I keep saying AIDS. AIDS has been around since the 70s. Yeah. And we still have it. But then what did they do with the people with leprosy? Put they them on iso- an island. They put them on an island. Put or them tried on an to, island. Tried to, because those people kept leaving. Well, <laughs> not just that, but they also developed antibiotics to fight it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but they kept leaving. They kept spreading it. And with that, it's a simple touch. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. think about it. Your civil rights are annihilated. Well, yeah. You no longer have civil rights well, because now you're infected. And that's the thing now is I've noticed with... Uh, like going to the gas station, there have been a couple of times where people will cough and people around will look around and then all of a sudden I'm like, you're okay, you're okay. And this one woman, she like got really scared. She's like, I'm a smoker. I swear I'm not sick, I'm a smoker. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm like, dude, you're okay. It's just a cough. She's like, you don't understand. She came up to me like six feet away, but she came up to me, she's like, you don't understand. She's like, I've noticed when I even cough because of a scratchy throat or because of my smoker's cough, she's like, I get the mean stares. Yep. I get people going, what do you yep. think you're doing out? And why aren't you at home? And I mean, people are getting very like well, have aggressive. You also, have you noticed that a lot of people start backing up when somebody sneezes or somebody coughs, yeah, right? They totally back up. Sometimes I'll just cough if someone's like looking at me weird. Some guy was looking at me at a gas station. I was like, <coughs> He started backing away. And he's able to do those sounds, so it sounds like a real <coughs> sick I know. cough. He, yeah, listen to that. He has perfected. And he's faking it. He's he faking it. He has perfected, yeah. like, six, yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's fake. That's, yeah. Total fake. <laughs> so what do you got now? All right, so this is another one that's a, a contagious global pandemic of carriers, 2009. Uh, this is where, oh, wow, it's bad. It's worldwide because all you have to do is sneeze or cough or get blood. I mean, come on. on that's you. how viruses work. So sneeze, in cough. most of these movies, before they meet anybody, they're, look at these, look at the masks they're wearing. Yep. They're, they're wearing, wearing the regular masks that we're wearing now. And that didn't stop shit. They're wearing yeah. gloves. Look, they're wearing gloves. See, you I know? feel like this, and it didn't this stop. CDC issued mask I have to wear now, I, I feel it's just for public safety. Yeah. Not safety, but public, uh, what do you call that? Disillusionment. Or to put people at ease a little totally, bit. Totally, yeah. totally. I mean, I'm, I've, I've been, I, I delivered to a medical facility the other day, and the uh, woman behind the desk was like laughing at me. Like, she's like, oh my God, you're wearing a mask. I'm like, yeah, I kind of have to. She's like, okay. And I'm like, I'm at a medical facility. You're not even wearing a mask and you're making fun of me. So what does this say about? Yeah. What about say about you? No, no, no. What does this have to say about the actual virus right, right? now? 
even though there are some in our local hospital who are, have coronavirus, right? Is there one or two in the in our local hospital? I'm sure there's one or two in every hospital right now. Honestly, I'm there, just saying now here. No one's we have no people. one's no one's being honest. These numbers don't make sense because people, when you do the actual math of the numbers that come out, they don't add up. They don't, I, I did, because I, everybody at work was so scared, these kids, because I work with a bunch of kids, were so scared because, you know, America is number one with the death toll. No. I said, okay, people, let's do the actual math. So I even was generous with the math because us against France, apparently we surpassed France that day. And I said, okay, people, let's do the actual math. And I was even generous with our, um, with America's and France's population versus America and France's death rate. I, 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 I rounded it up to the, you know, I rounded it up to the closest number. And still, um, you know, America at that time was 0.00016%. Yeah. And France was 0.00010%. I'm like, wow, big difference. Of course, big this is difference. nothing like the swine flu that hit that killed hundreds of thousands of people right away um actually yeah. the um we'll get into it i think yeah. but um worldwide it killed five hundred and seventy-five thousand four hundred people worldwide yeah. yeah worldwide but that was more a scary thing than what's happening and, but now. you know where was where was my quarantine back then where was yeah. my stimulus check saying, back then nobody, where was my where was my face mask that's back what i'm then? saying nobody back then quarantined it was a big fucking deal and and the thing is is you know they have all this history to go back on why are we letting history just continue to repeat themselves because i really feel with this over over sanitizing it's just they're going to create something way yeah. worse than what we got now here's 2007. You just went in. What? You just went. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so we got 1350. What happened in 1350, Woo, children? We all died in Britain. Black the Death. The Black Death. So responsible for the death of one third of the world population, the second largest outbreak of the bubonic plague possibly started in Asia, Asia. Oh. and moved west in caravans entering through Sicily in 1347 AD when plague sufferers arrived in the port of Messina. Mm -hmm. It spread throughout Europe rapidly, of course. Dead bodies became so prevalent that many remained rotting on the ground and created a constant stench in the city. Mm -hmm. So they didn't even have the fortitude and to fucking start burning the shit down. Well, then they had to wear face masks just for the smell. Right? <laughs> That's why they were face masks. Right? <laughs> And then England and France were so incapacitated by the plague that the countries called a truce to their war. Okay, mm -hmm. so we have a positive here. The British, Stop the war. <laughs> the British feudal system collapsed when the plague changed economic circumstances and demographics. Okay, I see. I see like more trends. Mm -hmm. Ravishing through the Greenland, Vikings lost the strength to wage battle against native populations and their exploration of North America stopped. Yeah. Because so, they were affected as well. So with the, Black with the Black Death, we got two countries to stop warring. Again, we still had economic failure, which changed the, de the demographic. Yeah. Okay, and then we had the Vikings go, uh, you know, fuck we're it. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're good right now. We're going to stay put. And these are the Vikings these who were all out for... Are... 
conquering. Kill everybody. Right? They were like, well, you know, let's let this virus die out a bit before. But again, conquering. So with a virus, it seems like we've got economic failure, conquering. Well, this was a weird case because they. uh... Well, and it went from Asia and moved through Italy. Yeah. Went to Britons. Yeah, because they're all fucking with each other at that time with, with, with power and trade and marketplaces and stuff like that and it even went to greenland greenland i think it went to greenland because the vikings were out on the front lines and so i think they just brought it home yeah yeah they did but then they're like eh we're good we're good we're kind of tired we're gonna take a break time out yeah okay what do you got Okay, so here's another one, 2007, Mulberry Street. It's oh, one of we the... Have a Mulberry Street. This is one of the After Dark Film Fest movies. After Dark, oh After my dark. gosh. Uh, to where... And they say this was a low-budget film. It kind of looked better than low-budget. Um, well, this is where rats... Talking about... Black Death. Black Death. The rats in A Brownstone in New York were, um, you know killing people they're infecting them biting them making them crazy oh but they and were they, on quarantine though weren't they, they the the building was locked down the yes. building was on quarantine. and people were just trying to get away from all the all the infected people and there was nowhere to go where, where, where was there to go they went up and down and the building had to go through the basement they Again, were trying to get out look at this 2007 and 2000. they're already they're already predicting and, yeah. civil rights being taken away because we had it with the leprosy and yeah. all that so once you get sick your your civil rights are squashed but these uh, these rats were like they they seem to be mutated. Here's something I've and always asked. They were infected. Scorpio girl and Aunt Bane is what are mosquitoes good for? What are rats good for? The what Zika are, virus. What are some certain the black pe- animals good for? Because all they do is disease us and and tear up paper. But then what the what They're... the mosquitoes are good for is in a good mo- in a good experimental movie, they could inject all the mosquitoes with the antivirus and send them out. But then <laughs> what if the antivirus mixes in with the didn't... virus and then it's like, "Whoop, look at I know your plans now." Didn't um didn't uh Scully and Mulder um what's the name of that show? X-Files. Ah, I used to love that show. I used to have X-Files <laughs> parties at my apartment. Yeah. Okay. Um, with X-Files, didn't they do an episode yep. of, uh, aliens using insects yes. to, uh, monitor human ra- population? Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah, but To no, monitor the human population no, for you, alien you, if, information. If you yep. think about it with, with, if, if, if a mosquito has the virus in it and the virus is like, hey, I just survived this. Now I know how to survive it. Well, plus their biology is different than ours, and yes. their chemistry is different so from Mars. Might. So th- although they could be a carrier, like the Zika virus, although they could be a carrier, um, it's just different makeup. Because, you know, when they were doing this whole, like, the coronavirus came from bat soup, um, doctors were, like, flooding YouTube saying that that's not possible because a bat virus has to remain alive with bat proteins in a human in the host yeah and if humans don't have that bat domain i I don't i'm not using the technology terminology so if they don't have that bat domain to to link up to the host then it just it'll die yeah but you know again that's fear and fear and loathing and and thanks social media for just twisting everything out of context i know you guys Whoever thought it'd be smart to drink hand sanitizer, 
great job. I don't think that was said. I think no. again, it was a piece of something that was taken. A politician out of said, context. and then twisted social it. media is able to edit the shit out of it and be like and having twist it and twist. It. I, I really, I'm, I'm starting to believe that. Well, I have not watched or followed the news since what 2000 Mm -hmm. because i just realized back in 2000 like this is a bunch of shit and all it does is make me so depressed and scared of life yeah so i stopped watching it but i i did find back in 2000 when i decided to stop watching the news reading the news because i was religious about it is i it's one sentence can be so twisted like you like to do to me, boom, doom, when we're in a heated argument, you like to take one thing I say and twist it to your advantage. Except yeah. sometimes it's actually true. No. See, again, times. again, again. Yeah. Most of the time. Okay, so what I have is uh, 1492. What happened in 1492, kids? Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Ding, oh. ding, 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 ding. India. <laughs> So, following the arrival of the Spanish in the Caribbean, diseases such as smallpox, measles, and the bubonic plague were passed along to the native populations by the Europeans. With no previous exposure, these diseases devastated indigenous people, with as many as 90% dying throughout the North and South continents. Upon arrival on the island of Hispaniola, Christopher Columbus encountered the Taino people, Their population was 60,000 by 1548. The population stood at less than 500. The scenario repeated itself throughout the Americas. Thanks, Christopher Columbus. In 1520, the Aztec Empire was destroyed by a smallpox infection, which again was from this whole Columbus thing. Mm -hmm. The disease killed many of its victims and incapacitated others. It weakened the population so that they were unable to resist Spanish colonizers and left farmers unable to produce needed crops. Research. See someone taking advantage of the disease. Oh, so is this, is, did we just crack the code? Are we like putting out a virus so then we can go and start conquering? other countries or make america great again (laughs) well i mean i mean i'm not saying it's a i'm not saying it's a bad thing because these other countries have been like slipping Mm. i don't know i i I don't know we'll We'll see see. see. that's that's my prediction everybody so everybody listening remember this remember this podcast that said i i was the one that first came up with maybe this virus is on purpose because conquering starting to happen yep so actually, um, speaking more of the 1492 Colombian exchange virus, uh, research in 2019 even concluded that the deaths of some 56 million Native Americans in the 16th and 17th centuries, largely through disease, may have altered Earth's climate as vegetation growth on previous tilled land drew more CO2 from the atmosphere and caused a cooling event. Okay, I'd oh. like I'd like to um, touch on this because uh, with I, I I worked the whole I, I did not self quarantine um, I worked I've been working nonstop because of this virus and I've noticed that the first two weeks when everybody self quarantined I saw more wildlife out in the open I saw more vegetation grow and I was like whoa is nature taking over but now we know mm-hmm. less people means nature can live free yep oh my god that makes me feel so bad isn't that sad. That makes me feel so bad. That's sad. But we now that, oh, but now, time. but now, yeah, but now that people are starting to come out of their homes because they're fed up with being locked up. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. I've noticed the wildlife has dissipated again. Yeah. 
And uh, and I did notice that our weather did get kind of wonky those first two weeks. I, we mm-hmm. had like more rains mm-hmm. in those first two weeks than we had all year. Yes. So yeah, we as humans suck at life. Mother Nature's way of saying, go inside and let me do my shit, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Golden right there. I know. Gold. I like this one. Okay. Can I like you this smoke one. That? No. No, no. It's called the stuff. It's like a yogurt no. substance. So it's 1985. The stuff. The stuff. Now it says it was an infection that came from an ice cream like food. I don't think it that wasn't quite an infection. That was mind control. Because the stuff was believe it or not, it was from the earth itself. Okay, okay. It was from the earth itself. And when people ate it, it made them feel better, but it was mind controlling them. Did it, okay. did it make them say the brand name of the stuff that made it? Yes. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though, which, which is kind of touching on a kind of conspiracy theory, maybe not kind of thing, because before all this shit happened in China, they were there was these huge protests going on over there about the G5. And so they were doing a major testing of the G5 and come to find out that it was really affecting people's mental states. Yes. And um, that's what this G5 was supposed to be, the underlining to control protesters. And uh, once the protesters started reaching out to Trump, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, then all of a sudden we got news reports of men and women in hazmat suits dragging these screaming people um, through the streets, putting them in the vans, da 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 And then China said, oh, they're infected with corona. However, however... They didn't put out there that these were actually protesters being singled out to be arrested. And so um, there's kind of like this conspiracy theory, maybe not because no one's really telling the truth, that this G5 testing was actually a way to control masses. Because now look, with this quote unquote virus, China's streets are bare where they were having millions of protesters that China couldn't control. Now the streets are bare. Yeah. So oh, and plus this, military is in there too. No, but I mean, I think it all had to do backing with this G5 testing. Yeah. And so G5 testing, I, the way I'm trying to understand it, and I could be wrong, but with this G5 testing, they were all thinking, oh, G5 internet. No, it's, they named it G5. So we would all as sheeple think that it was internet the next wave of technology but for them it was really for a mind control device to control large masses yes i could be wrong but i'm just throwing it out there as a possibility so with this stuff being of more of a mind control control but it was a creature from the earth yeah it was self it was like it this was not an alien from outer space this they drilled this from the earth itself see okay and i have this theory i'm i am agnostic but um i have this theory that the earth is the real being and we people are more of its food source so whenever the earth needs healing what happens natural disasters pandemics large amounts of people dying look it produced this stuff yeah who's to say it's not doing this shit for real which this of course is a dark satire about consumerism 
I know I got that. Yeah. I got that. Not yeah. when I was ten. When I was watching. When yeah. I was ten, I no. stopped <laughs> drinking. Okay, we, milkshakes. We didn't have any milkshakes or yogurt Once, or cottage cheese yep. or anything because white. Because of this movie, <laughs> I was I. And I loved milkshakes, and I'm like, nope, yeah. whole bunch of no, milk. no. For a year, we oh, said no. Oh, it was no. longer for a year for well, me. I wasn't taking chances. Well, no, we but we stopped because of this movie. We stopped anything white, anything yep. white. Yep, was not going in my mouth. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> Even ice cream. <laughs> Even ice cream. After they they started telling me recording this, nothing sexual, okay? <laughs> Look at her over here going like, sorry, boys. Ha ha ha, the stuff. Good stuff. I can't believe you. All right, so what I've got here is the, in 1665, the Great Plague of London. London Bridge has a dead person on it, dead person on it, dead person on it. <laughs> has a dead person on it, and now we all kind of die. <laughs> okay, so in another devastating appearance, the bubonica plague led to the deaths of 20% of London's population. As human death tolls mounted and mass graves appeared, Hundreds of thousands of cats and dogs were slaughtered as the possible cause, and the disease spread through ports along the, the Thames. The worst of the outbreak tapered off in the fall of 66, around the same time as another destructive event, the Great Fire of London. Mm -hmm. So, wow. So, they weren't taking chances. They were just slaughtering everything. Mm -hmm. Or cats and dogs yeah. what these people didn't realize it was them themselves i mean london had that huge um trading port mm -hmm. the london bridge was a huge mass marketplace i mean mm -hmm. did they not understand no. that it was them nope nope they blamed it on everything else that's what they do well we all know about about the plague of london i yeah. mean it was pretty that, massive Although only 20% of London's population died. Yeah. So, I mean, I know like the population in London now is like in the billions or hundred millions. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. So 20% of back then, you know, what are we talking about? 20, 20% of a million, 100,000, I don't right. know. Now this was an interesting movie because it was a word virus. A word virus? Pontypool. This Pontypool. was Pontypool in Canada. Um, people, as they were talking, they were becoming infected. So they were just... It, oh, I think I vaguely remember watching this. Or it was just, it was the weirdest fucking movie I ever saw. So it was like a but psychological it, virus. Yes, but it made them, it made them go batshit crazy to where they were zombies but right. then but then it also could be reversed by speaking in a certain way and not english like for some of the movie they were speaking french and that didn't trigger anybody okay but then they figured out a way of speaking like they couldn't speak normally they had to speak in abstract they had to speak in fragmented sentences they had to speak in positive words 
So basically a play so on like, social media and corporate media. Yeah. It's like trying to deflect because whatever you say can be psychologically used against but you. But it has to be, yeah, so, yeah, cause all the negative, that's the negative stuff. Like when people said something about somebody being killed, then someone starts doing kill, 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 yeah, and, and then they turn into a zombie. See, and that's yeah. what I noticed with, uh, like, watching YouTube. There are certain words that get blurred out, yeah. like bully. You can't say bullying, or bullying. I was a victim of bullying. They yeah. blink bullying. out bullying. Yeah. And so, then um, uh, videos get tagged if even you tell your story about being Wow. Yeah. So Ponty Pool. Everybody, this, let's watch it together. This hey. was a really interesting movie. I thought it was a really, yeah. So this is where it's called almost like a social media infection. This would be my favorite virus because I love saying, Me, RM, you look nice today. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So what I've got is in 1817, the first cholera pandemic. Hey. The first of seven cholera pandemics over the next 150 years. This wave of the small intestine infection originated in Russia, where one million people died, spreading through feces-infected water and food. The bacterium was passed along to British soldiers, who brought it to India, where millions more died. The reach of the British Empire and its navy spread cholera to Spain, Africa, Indonesia, China, Japan, Italy, Germany, and America, where it killed 150,000 people. A vaccine was created in 1885, but pandemics continue. Uh, that's an pandemic. interesting do, do, way to say it. Small intestine infection. Do you want to know something funny in a book? I don't know if it's true, but it sounds true. Uh, one part of London, some mother thought, hey... I'm gonna wash my kids' diarrhea-filled pants, whatever it's called. It's what a diaper inside of our water supply, which then the water supply got into the the sewer, which then went into the well, which then killed everybody. And they all thought it was in the sky, but it was in the water. So this was another experimental thing in a. It was an island condo resort uh, and it's another Cronenberg it's another Cronenberg film gotta love his his film 1975 Shivers so it was like now there was a it was a doctor he was playing around with parasites oh, yeah. oh great so uh, these parasites got out and the funny thing about this was that it was an aphrodisiac venereal parasite. Oh, lovely. So it was a horny oh. parasite. Ooh. AIDS. Ooh. <laughs> it's AIDS' older brother. Come here, so big boy. <laughs> it turned these people into sex-crazed, in infected. They weren't like zombies, but they were all about spreading the parasite. And the parasites came out of your belly button. Oh, yeah. You want to know so funny is when I was like in kindergarten, I believed that if a boy poked you in the belly button, that's how you got pregnant. Yeah. Ooh. Like poked you with their finger. With let the finger. me let me clarify. I thought if a, I never let boys go. Near, I yeah. walked around with my belly button covered. Yeah. I don't know where I got that, but it happened. So it's <laughs> and so, you know, it ended up everybody in the complex was just trying to survive and get away. Dead island. But just not zombies. But in a but, of course, what happens in every one of these movies? Sex. Well, no. Besides that. Oh, 
they get out. Oh, they get out. <laughs> they Sorry. get out. The whole <laughs> complex is infected. There's nobody else to fuck or infect. So it's time to leave and move on. Oh my god. Wait, gosh. so they're still humans, but they just they just they're horny humans. They're horny humans. Ooh, it's they're horny humans. Hot and heavy in and, here. And every time <laughs> they're about to have when they're having sex, the parasite comes out uh, and goes into the other person. Do they even notice or are they just like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, they know. Ooh. The person infected knows all no, about it cuz the they're other, about no, the other, other person. No, the other person doesn't. Uh, until out. it comes out. They're and then as soon as wow. the parasite gets in them, then they're like, "Oh, Wait, but then the person that doesn't have the, the parasite came out of what? What happens? Is they just empty inside? No, they're still they're still infected. Oh, so they the parasites like hey, they're I still infected. Me. Yeah, they're oh. still infected because that yeah they still produce parasites. All right, so I have in 1875 the Fiji measles pandemic. So after Fiji seceded to the British Empire, a royal party visited Australia as a gift from Queen Victoria, <laughs> arriving during a measles outbreak that no one sh wanted to share that information. The royal party brought back the disease to their island, and it was spread further by the tribal heads and police who met with them upon their return. Spreading quickly, the island was littered with corpses that were scavenged by wild animals and entire villages died and were burned down, sometime with the sick trapped inside the fires. One third of Fiji's population, a total of 40,000 people died. And, and see, this is what I'm also afraid of that might happen now, is like the last man on earth, they had that infection, but they were burning bodies. They were burning bodies. We're gonna probably see this. Well, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of interested now because I've been hearing how when people die, <clears throat> funeral services are being conducted, like, over Zoom or something like that. Yeah. Because they can't have math. But but I'm wondering if, I, I don't know for, true, uh, for certain or if it's true or not, but I'm wondering if there hasn't been a burial since this happened. Like, are we burning everybody? Nobody's saying. But I would imagine they would because if that person is tested positive for the corona and they died of the corona, they don't want it to spread. So, but then this is the other this is the other capper that puzzles me because if this is like an air, it is it, airborne. It's airborne. Fire spreads that. Kay. Yeah, but fire kills it first. Well, yeah, but it, the the spores the spores of it <laughs> spores or or little bits of it will f come out of the flames so i don't know it just... could spread because the winds whatever can i just say something about measles because like one of one one story I, I really i'm really like mind fucked with is that an anti-vax mother had to have their son or i think it was i don't care kid some kid had needed this um vaccine uh the flu shot and he got it but after like, he got hit by a car, but she said they put magnets, super micro magnets, government magnets, inside of the vaccine, which pulled the car to the kid. The story was she wasn't watching her kid, and the kid just ran into the street like, ooh, car. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I believe in vaccines and stuff. I just, you know, people are going on right now about this whole Bill Gates with nanotechnology. Now, I'm not saying I'm a Bill Gates supporter because I... I've been doing a lot of research, independent research, and I'm not, I'm finding that he's not so much a nice guy, but I, the, everybody's scared of this like mandatory vaccination where Bill Gates can put this nanotechnology in his, please people, 
he's had the same power in millions and billions of dollars. They could have been doing this. They could have been partnering with um, pharmaceutical companies and putting it in, you know, your flu shots already. They could have been putting it in your vaccines. They could have been putting it in your allergy injection. I mean, they could have done this before. They didn't need this pandemic to start introducing nanotechnology. I mean, the, the, the science has already been there for a while. So you need to calm down with this nanotechnology shit. You just yeah. really do. Yeah. I mean, if they were going to do it, they could have already been doing it. Who knows? Plus, it's a little far-fetched. Because I mean, nanotech see, nanotechnology is too fucking expensive to just, just throw out to there, people. to give out there. They right? will not give this shit away. Yeah. Not nanotechnology. Are you kidding me? Yeah, because <coughs> that's, like, that's like, you know, something only elite people could afford. I mean, it's true. As he sneezed. Hello, Corona. No, I have allergies. <laughs> and we have cats, dust, and I'm allergic to everything. Okay, so... Slither with horny people. Uh, a horny people virus. There you go, you sickos. No, that was shivers. Oh, shivers. Here you go, shivers. You horny people virus. There you go. All right, so I have an 1889, the Russian flu. Oh! It came from Russia. <laughs> Sorry, I had to Are do it. Are we sure? I had to do it. I Are we sure? It. I had to do it. <laughs> to do it the, the world health organization naming all these things russian flu spanish flu china flu but it's racist yeah uh, i that that may i never laughed so racist. hard in my life i never laughed so hard in my life okay so anyways <laughs> 1889 the first significant flu pandemic started in siberia and kazakhstan traveled to moscow and made its way into finland and then poland where it moved into the rest of europe by the following year, it had crossed the ocean into North America and Africa, and by the end of 1890, 360,000 people had died, which is still less oh, hell yeah. than viruses were going to get into. It's still yeah. less, and it traveled quite a while. So what were they doing back then? Was it not as detrimental? Were they still like keeping the same hygiene? Like We don't know, but, but Russia... 1889 got their own flu. You got your okay. What you's got, David Argento demons? Oh, it's Lamberto Baba. Why does it say Dario Argento? Well, he was an actor, producer. Oh, you don't have to talk about it if it doesn't tickle your fancy. Because uh, I'm not sure how this happened. It's a, it says it's a supernatural plague. Is supernatural <laughs> plague spread through a movie theater, turning the audience into bloodthirsty demons. In Italy, just people spontaneously turn into demons because you know, Give them just because because the the tango got them. Just because, <laughs> and it was at a movie theater. So here we go, here we go in a movie theater in a gathering. Some one person spouts as a demon. They go and bite somebody else. They turn into a demon, and it spreads because now the theater is all locked up and nobody can get out so. so demons found a way to really come to earth is through a virus hey demon virus what's up man i'm your demon. and we love lumberto bava his his he has a weird film style his his disease i mean he being zombie no that's fulci uh well <laughs> his diseases they're all slimy i noticed they're slimy they're dark they look infected, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> they're definitely not asymptomatic. No, they're not asymptomatic. <laughs> no, you're dying. 
SARS, that was a big one. <clears throat> so, um, last on the list, as uh, we've been talking quite enough about viruses, and now I need, I feel itchy and scratchy and my throat's sore, and I think I got to poop. Um, <laughs> in 2003, we had SARS. First identified in 2003 after several months of cases of severe acute respiratory syndrome, which is what SARS is, blah, 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 is believed to have possibly started with bats. Okay, here we go. Spread to cats, all right, and then to humans in China. China. <laughs> Followed by 26 other countries infecting 8,000 96 people with 774 deaths. That seems so low. It does seem so low with the amount of hype SARS got back then. I mean, we saw China all covered in masks. And, and they did a total travel lockdown. Right? Total travel so lockdown. So maybe you this could... is maybe this is their experiment of, oh, hey, we locked everybody down that back then and yeah. we didn't have as many deaths. So anyway, SARS is characterized by respiratory problems, a dry cough, fever, head and body ache, and is spread through rep respiratory droplets from coughs and sneezes, which still get in your eyeballs and ears, people. Don't yeah. don't get it twisted. Yeah. Quarantine efforts proved effective, and by July, the virus was contained and hasn't appeared since. Okay, so what's taking so long, COVID? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh, did you evolve from SARS? Fuck you, COVID. You, <laughs> you. fuck so off. So China was criticized for trying to suppress information about the virus at the beginning of the outbreak. And they did it again. Yep. SARS was seen by global health professionals as a wake-up call to improve outbreak response and lessons from the pandemics were used to keep diseases like H1N1, Ebola, and Zika under control. Okay, so if they had this experience since 2003, have we done better or have we done worse? Worse. People still dropped the ball. Because... Somebody still didn't do their job. And then that was a domino effect that other people didn't do their jobs. Because so, I'm yeah. sorry. I was a, I was around in all these um, yeah. H1N1. And Ebola. And Ebola and all that. Zika. I, yeah. I got the flu, but I didn't get sick. I mean, yeah. we never had this like, you know, go check your city if you've got... No. I no, mean, but all there they, was no lockdown. There was this, no quarantine. Well, this the for the SARS, it was just a lockdown on travel. The thing is, me and Scorpio girl got like very sick oh, during God. coronavirus. It was time, in but that, it but was, that was in Mar it was February, March, no, it was February. In, it was is it, it was in February, February, and I'll tell you what, I got I had we've had the we, flu before, but this it was bad was different like yeah. i never got a f the flu like this i've got before. it I, actually i got it twice from no three times because i got that that one that was in my ear and then the other one that no it was just a, it was just a progression you had the one whole long sickness it was just a progression of symptoms yes. that but and and i'll tell you what <clears throat> um just to end on a note i delivered to a man a young man who was visibly like you could see the depression and anxiety just eat him alive and I, I was like me being who I am and I'm curious I asked him you know hey what's going on how are you holding up and he was just like started crying you know tears were going down his face and he was just like you know it's hard times I'm really scared you know I'm afraid to die da -de -de -da -da -da. and I'm like are you talking about you know corona or are you suicidal he's like no corona you see what's happening in the world and this is what I told him I said look sweetie I have lived through at least seven end of the world scenarios and i'm good and if you go out and talk to older people than me you're gonna find out they live through at least 20 30 end of the world situations i said you just you just do you but don't let this eat you up because 
this fear mongering is is obviously through the history that I've shown this fear mongering um, wasn't so bad back then because you know they didn't have the social media and the corporate media right. and the politicians hungry for your vote and your money but I, I really feel like you know put down the newspapers shut off the news mm -hmm. like you know what you have to do to stay clean mm -hmm. just stop with the fear a virus is going to virus is going to come it's going to go and there's going to be another one after it yeah. and you know if you get it you get it if you don't you don't just stop and stay tuned for the coronavirus movie hold on <laughs> hold on i have a nice couple of words for the coronavirus go fuck yourself <laughs> is about to begin, sir.
was a good idea not to let your little brother come to the funeral and see Tommy like this. Yeah, after mom and dad's funeral, he had nightmares for weeks. Salutations. This is a submission by Sinlexto. A-S-M-R. For the longest time, I've turned to ASMR to help relax me. ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. It's basically a brain orgasm that is triggered by personal attention, tapping sounds, deliberate tasks, ear or microphone covering. While there's a multitude of things that can trigger this sort of response, it's been my go-to for anxiety for the last couple of months. You can find these videos easy enough on YouTube. I usually listen to massage ASMR before bed. But as I laid there listening to an inaudible whispering video, I started to feel a bit chillier than usual. So I decided to get up and grab a sweater. My window was opened and it was a bit of a cooler night. Anyways, I took my headphones off and set them aside. When I went to pause the video, I realized that it had frozen. Sometimes our connection is a bit shoddy. I was listening for about 30 minutes, so I guess that could explain it. My internet had been trying to load an hour-long video. Still, it should have loaded by now, right? I decided to click near the beginning of the video to back up and just listen to the same 30 minutes before bed. When I hovered over the progress bar, however, I noticed that the video had never played past the first 10 minutes. In retrospect, I should have realized something was wrong when I thought I could feel the breath on my ears. Okay, I see it, I see it all now. What we gotta do is we gotta snag that tall dude and stomp the shit out of him and we'll find out what the hell is going on up there. And remember, here at EMZT Radio, we have everything horror, from the human race to entertainment.
Luke and Wolf, and you're listening to EMZT Radio with your hosts, the Sinister Sisters. <laughs> yeah, we'll lay that sucker out flat and drive a stake right through his goddamn heart. You gotta be shitting me, man. That mother's strong. In the dream, you are falling. 
lost in the listening distance as dark locks in. <laughs> Nightfall. Good evening. Tonight, let's join the master dreamer, Edgar Allan Poe, the listener who first heard the telltale heart. True. Nervous. Very, very dreadfully nervous. I had been, and am. But why will you say that I am mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all, was the sense of hearing acute. I heard all things in the heaven and in the earth. I heard many things in hell. Now then, am I mad? Observe how healthily, how calmly, I can tell you the whole story. I was wandering on my way to nowhere, away from... Ah, that's my secret. We all have secrets. And I came to the old man's place on the edge of this town and asked for a dipper of water. There you are, fella. Best spring water around here. Oh, mm, that's good and cold. I needed that. Shall I fill the dipper again? I could drink another. Have you come far? Yes, far. Much further to go? Don't know. You thin fellow. The sun's burnt your skin to a bark. Here, but, but don't drown yourself drinking this. Mmm, that's good. I should give you something solid. A meal. I eat late after the chores, if you don't mind waiting. I'm used to long waits for meals. I'll give you a hand. Oh, no need. I'm not afraid to work for a meal. All right, if you wish. It'll feel good to have a hay fork in my hands again. I've been needing a man around here. Need a man? I can do a full day's work, but toward night it gets heavy. Still, a man's wife dead and buried last winter. His three daughters married and gone to their husband's farms. His two sons off to seek more than this small farm can promise. A man needs work to keep his thoughts from growing heavy. Yes, I know. Uh, well, what's your name? Alfred Bain. Uh, Weatherby is mine. The pigs and chickens haven't been fed, nor the team, and I've six cows to milk, and the seventh freshening shortly. Uh, come along then to the barn. I stayed on and worked for the old man. It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain. But once conceived, it haunted me day and night. Object there was none. Passion there was none. I loved the old man. He had never wronged me. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. He had the eye of a vulture. His left eye, a pale blue eye with 
a film over it. Shall we cut hay tomorrow, Alfred? Hay? Yes, we can cut hay, but doesn't the sky say rain? No, that's not a rain sky for around here. It is where I come from. That'll clear by the morning. I can feel rain when it's on its way. I have a way of feeling what's ahead. Do you? Of what's ahead? What is? <laughs> no, I don't want to know. And you can't know everything. Far from it. The weather's enough. Go sharpen the sides. Whenever his pale blue eye fell on me, my blood ran cold. And so by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man. And thus rid myself of the eye forever. It was an evil eye. But Weatherby was very kind to me. No one had been this kind. It was too much to bear. You fancy me mad. Mad men know nothing. But you should have seen how wisely I proceeded. With what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation I went to work. I was never kinder to the old man than during the whole week before I killed him. Let me carry those horse collars and harnesses, Mr. Weatherby. I'll hook up the team. Oh, no, no. Why should you? Yes, let me. Here. Let go the traces. You've more than earned your keep today. And your wages. But not your kindness. Ha! How else should one treat a hired man? My sons thought I was a tyrant. A tyrant? Perhaps I do treat you better than I treated the boys. Now, that is strange. Why do you? I don't know. Because you're not afraid of work. My sons thought they were too clever to work. But uh, I didn't treat them so badly. Some people should be treated badly. Scoundrels? I've never met a real scoundrel. Some innocent people should be treated badly, too. What an idea. They? They should be treated the worst of all. Why do you say that, Alfred? Isn't that the way life is? Toss that line over. No, no, I'll snap the buckle on here. I'm not an invalid, Alfred. I'm not that old yet. Oh, I'd hate to see you an invalid. I wouldn't want that for you. Nor I. I'd like to do something for you you would like, Mr. Weatherby. What, what for? You've admired this knife. Could I give you this knife? No, 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 keep it. There's no reason you should give it to me. I've been insulted by people I respected. <laughs> you haven't insulted me yet. Well, why should I? I, I must get on to the elders' meeting. There. The horse is all hooked up. Up you go. Uh, how did I manage without you, Alfred? Gee up. I hope I persuaded you to stay on. Every night... About midnight, I turned the latch of Weatherby's chamber door and opened it, oh so gently. And then, when I had made an opening sufficient for my head, I put in a dark lantern, all closed, closed, so that no light shone out. And then, 
I thrust in my head. When I was well in the room, I undid the lantern cautiously. Oh, so cautiously. Just so much that a single thin ray fell upon the vulture eye. And this I did for seven long nights. Every night, just at midnight. But I found the eye always closed, so that it was impossible to do the work. For it was not the old man who vexed me, but his evil eye. And every morning, when the day broke, I went boldly into the chamber and spoke courageously to him. Good morning, sir. Do you want the shutters open? Oh, uh, what manner of day is it? Fine day. Warm sun and a little breeze from the east. Uh, yes. Open the shutters. You slept well? Uh, yes. I slept well. Happy to hear that. We start repairing the stone wall to the west field this morning? Yes, I suppose so. Porridge is ready. And the coffee. Uh, hand me my boots, sir. Oh. Alfred, I do not understand you. Understand me? A hard-working, reliable man like you, drifting about. Oh, oh, my back. I'm an old man, I fear. I'm not long, I feel. You're not feeling up to yourself? I don't know. More than likely, it was only a bad dream that left me liverish. What did you dream? Oh, it is gone now. It's good I have you around, Alfred. When Amelia went to her rest last winter, I was willing to go to mine. But lately, her face has grown vague to me. We had a long life together, she and I. And it was good till these last few years when some mold crept in. Which way should I face? Toward rest or restlessness? What am I waiting for? I wish I knew... Breakfast, breakfast, get up, and everything will look different. Oh, it's easy to make the days look different. The nights are always the same. The same. On the eighth day, I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. Never before that night had I felt the extent of my own power, of my sagacity. I could scarcely contain my feeling of triumph to think that there I was, opening the door little by little, and he not even to dream of my secret deeds or thoughts. I fairly chuckled at the idea, and perhaps he heard me for he moved on the bed suddenly as if startled. Now, you may think that I drew back, but no. His room was as black as pitch with the thick darkness, and so I knew he could not see the opening of the door, and I kept pushing it on steadily, steadily. I had my head in and was about to open the lantern... Uh -huh. Who's there? 
Who is there? I kept still and said nothing. For a whole hour, I did not move a muscle. I did not hear him lie down, no. He sat up in bed, listening, just as I have done night after night, hearkening to the death watches in the wall. Uh It was not a groan of pain or grief the old man made, oh no. It was a low, stifled sound that arises from the bottom of the soul. A groan of mortal terror. I knew the sound well. Many a night when all the world slept, it has welled up from my own bosom, deepening with its dreadful echo the terrors that distracted me. I knew what the old man felt and pitied him. Although, I chuckled at heart. Is it the wind? No, there's no one. Uh, What is it? Who is there? No, there's nothing to see but to hear. But I feel. Feel the presence. I've known you were coming for me. Death, the dark shadow. It's the wrong time before the crops are in, and while I've still some business to arrange with people in the town, my house is not in order. Do not surround me this way! I opened a little, a very, very little crevice in the lantern. You cannot imagine how stealthily. Until... A single dim ray, like the thread of a spider, shot from the crevice and fell full upon the vulture eye. It was open, wide, wide open, and I grew furious as I gazed upon it, all dull blue with a hideous veil over it that chilled the very marrow in my bones. But I could see nothing else of the old man's face or person, for I had directed the ray as if by instinct precisely upon the damned spot. Have I not told you that what you mistake for madness is but over-acuteness of the senses? Now, there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound, such as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I knew that sound well. It was the beating of the old man's heart. It increased my fury as the beating of a drum stimulates the soldier into courage. Why do you wait, Death? Why do you wait? You didn't hesitate with Amelia. She had a shawl half-knitted. I have much half-done and less than half. 
I scarcely breathed. I held the lantern motionless. I tried to see how steadily I could maintain the ray upon the eye. Meanwhile, the hellish tattoo of the heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker and louder and louder every instant. The old man's terror must have been extreme. I have told you that I am nervous, so I am. And now, at the dead hour of the night, amid the dreadful silence of that old house, so strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror, yet... For some minutes longer, I refrained and stood still. But the beating grew louder, louder. I thought the heart must burst, and a new anxiety seized me. The sound would be heard by a neighbor. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it! What? Go away! I threw open the lantern and dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him. For many minutes, the heart beat on with a muffled sound. At length, it ceased. The old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined the corpse. Yes, he was stone dead. I placed my hand upon the heart and held it there. Many minutes, there was no pulsation. He was stone dead. His eye would trouble me no more. If you still think me mad, you will think so no longer when I describe the wise precautions I took for the concealment of the body. First of all, I dismembered the corpse. I then took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and deposited all between the scantlings. I replaced the board so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, <laughs> not even his, could have detected anything wrong. There was nothing to wash out, no stain of any kind, no blood spot whatever. I had been too wary for that. A tub had caught all. <laughs> Old man under the planks. You were a good man. If I could have plucked out the evil eye without killing you, that is what I would have done. Don't think badly of me, Mr. Weatherby. I did you a good turn, too, ridding you of that evil eye. But if I've done any wrong, it's because of that evil eye looking at me, giving me thoughts no man should have. But I haven't done wrong. I've done good. A great deal of good. And everything... Who? At the door. At four in the morning. Ah, uh, but what have I now to fear? Nothing. The eye is closed, and the heart is still. Sorry to bother you at this hour. Yes? We are officers of the town's night watch. Is something the matter? We'd like to speak to Mr. Weatherby. Mr. Weatherby? You would like to speak to him, but he is not here. 
Where is he? The old gentleman has gone visiting in the country. Where? That he didn't say when he left. Perhaps one of his daughters. But he didn't say. His buggy is in the yard. And his horses in the barn. Oh. Yes, he took a ride with some friends of his who were traveling the same way. What friends? That I don't know. I don't know all his friends. Mr. Weatherby has so many. You're his hired man? Yes. Yeah, I, I've seen him about the town. What brought you here? A rainbow. What's that? Isn't everyone looking for a rainbow? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, one of the neighbors heard a shriek that sounded like trouble and came to the police office to tell us about it, and we've been ordered to investigate. And uh, search the house. The shriek? Uh, yes, uh, the shriek was from a dream. A nightmare I was having. I, I dreamt... A light from a lantern was shining in my eyes. <laughs> but do come in. Mr. Weatherby will be pleased to learn the police give him such good protection. He has some valuable plate and coins in his cupboards. Come in. We shall. Why is it you're dressed already? I start my chores soon. Your name is Alfred. Alfred what? Bain. Alfred Bain. Uh, search everywhere. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know what you're looking for or what you expect. Uh, robbers? Then you must make a careful search. Let me show you Mr. Weatherby's treasures. Perhaps you'd like to see his chamber, too. C come with me, I'll show you. I'd hate to have trouble here while Mr. Weatherby's away. There is nothing wrong here. Everything seems in order. Uh, I'm glad you came and looked around. And Is there anywhere else you'd wish to look? No, I think not. Well, sit down. Don't go yet. Uh, rest yourselves. Sit there and here. Uh, I'll, I'll fetch a chair for myself. <laughs> How well you've done your duty. I must commend you. Uh... No, the light of that lamp will be in my eyes there. I'll put my chair here. How fine it must be working as a police officer, protecting the townspeople from theft and robbery and violence. Oh, it's a living. I've often wanted to be a police officer. Have you? Well. My senses are very cute. I hear the most minute sounds around me. I'm very sensitive to everything. Perhaps I shall still end up as a police officer. That would suit me admirably. When will Mr. Weatherby be returning? Uh, I don't know. Shortly, I hope. There's the oats to cut if this hot sun stays with us. The crops are good this year hereabouts. Excellent. Mr. Weatherby is very pleased with his. He says I brought him luck. A hired man does that sometimes. Oh, but I can't take credit for that. Mr. Weatherby speaks well of you, I hear. Does he? Does he? And Weatherby in the past has been hard to please. Here. Take a pipe full of tobacco from my pouch. Uh, no, no. Yes, please do. Oh, thank you. We are not supposed to smoke on duty. <laughs> but the full watch without a pipe is a long time? We'll have to trust you not to inform the captain. Huh? The officers were satisfied. My manner had convinced them. I was singularly at ease with my chair upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpse 
of the victim. The officers sat and chatted of familiar things. But ere long I felt myself getting pale and wished them gone. My head ached, and I fancied a ringing in my ears. But still they sat and chatted. The ringing became more distinct. It continued and became more distant. The new street lamps in the town have made our job a little easier and more pleasant, especially on very dark nights. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. But out here, on the edge of town, there are not many lamps. And there should be more. Several more, at least. Oh, someday. People are always stumbling into holes and hurting themselves. One day, someone will break a leg. Mm, but these things take time. Ah, the town has come a long way. Indeed. Yes, I like this town. I hope I can settle down here. Well, why not? Yeah. Yes, well, why not? Yes, Sir Weatherby certainly needs a good man. He's grown too old to do much of the work around here himself. That's exactly what I feel. Exactly. Mr. Weatherby needs someone, and why not me? He and his sons couldn't get along. Oh, the fighting that went on. A difficult man. I, I don't understand that. He and I have never had an argument. We, we, we've gotten along very well. Scarcely a cross word. You must be a rare fella. No. It's Mr. Weatherby who's the exceptional man. He's had his troubles. His whole family leaving and his wife dying, the aches and pains of old age, and losing the sight of his left eye. His left eye? He's blind in that left eye? You didn't know? No, I... No, I... No, I did not. That's why it stares that way and sometimes wanders on its own. He can't see out of it, his left eye. Not a speck. No doubt I grew very pale. I realized the noise was not within my ears. It increased. It was a low, dull, quick sound, such a sound as a watch makes. When enveloped in cotton, I gasped for breath. I talked more quickly, more vehemently, but the noise steadily increased. I rose and argued about trifles in a high key and with violent gestures. Why would they not be gone, those officers? I paced the floor to and fro with heavy strides, as if excited to fury by the observations of the men, but the noise steadily increased. Sit down, Sit down. I'm not going to argue with you over which line of thoroughbred has produced the better horse. No, no. Don't give in. Argue with me. Argue what? I, I, whatever. You made a statement and now you won't stand by it. You won't back it up. For my life, I can't remember what the statement was I made that started this whole thing. Nor can I. The two of you? Then I'm being made a fool of. No, no, we're simply talking. Can't we talk? Talk, talk. Yes, talk. Say anything you like, and I won't disagree with you. I can be as sociable as anyone else and agree, no matter what is said. You do not need to convince me either. What do you wish to say? Oh, come now. One doesn't go at talk as boldly as that. One slips into it. Uh, I like talk to slide in of its own accord, don't you? Do I? I don't like talk that's too careful either or touchy. Easy talk is what I like. Ah, easy talk in the fire and smoke. Oh, stop it. This chatter and the smiles, those smiles, yours and yours. Is it possible you don't hear that? Hear what? Listen to it. Louder, louder, louder. What? You hear, both of you. You suspect. You know. You're making a mockery of my horror. I cannot bear your hypocritical smiles any longer. I must scream or die. What's taken hold of you? What's wrong with you? Villains! No more pretense. 
I admit the deed, tear up the planks, here, here, it's the beating of his hideous heart. It, it has stopped. Here, let's see what is under those planks. It has stopped. Finished. Now you die.